0: If you like what you watch, then don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter for the latest updates on The Moore Show. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel, for new weekly television and radio shows. My next guest is Dr. Bob Bowman. Bob is a former director of Advanced Space Program Development for the U.S. Air Force and a retired United States Air Force lieutenant colonel. He also holds a PhD in Aeronautics and Nuclear Engineering. Even though his career has had a strong involvement with space programs and defense, he is one of the main critics of the Strategic Defense Initiative. Dr. Bob Bowman, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, good to be with you.
0: Now, tell me a bit about the secret space program that you worked on, Bob.
1: Well, the whole Star Wars program was secret uh, when I directed it under Presidents Ford and Carter. But uh, it was uh, much the same as it became later on. Uh, Just later on it got more money. We had about half a billion dollars in uh, space programs and included uh, building bits and pieces for the uh, the space-based laser battle station, um, among other things.
0: So how advanced would you say the program was when you run it?
1: Well, it, it wasn't very advanced. I mean, we were uh, developing a 50-foot uh, diameter actively cooled mirror with Kodak and Perkin elmer We were designing uh, the laser itself at TRW and developing that and testing it. Lockheed was doing system studies. We developed uh, space-based uh, fault-tolerant computers uh, at Raytheon and the pointing and tracking system. So we were developing bits and pieces uh, of uh, eventual programs and doing system studies to find out uh, if they would be any good, what they were capable of, and what possible countermeasures there were. Our conclusion was always that uh actually de- deploying such a system would be counterproductive and would probably lead to nuclear war and so our policy was to maintain uh, the ABM treaty, which prohibited such weapons in space. I still think that's a good idea, uh, even though the Soviet Union has gone. Yeah. Uh, now uh, such programs, I think, are largely just a waste of money. But they're also provocative to uh, other possible rivals.
0: Yes, because I mean, uh, the Star Wars program was sort of a a first strike option against the Soviet Union at the time. That was the idea behind it, wasn't it?
1: Of course. And uh, in addition to that, uh, the things they were developing had pure offensive capabilities which uh, they didn't want to talk about. But uh, uh, way back in the 70s when I was directing the programs, we... found out that a system of laser battle stations before they got good enough to be really effective against ballistic missiles would be capable of incinerating cities in minutes, uh, like uh, you know, creating firestorms like consumed uh, Osaka and, and Hamburg in World War II. Uh, we also found that uh, there were uh, kinetic energy kill vehicles, uh, what they now call rods from God, smart rocks, and all of that. Uh, that could be fired at the earth from space and impact, packed like a meteorite, uh, digging a crater, and, and theoretically being capable of destroying hardened military targets like missile silos and command bunkers, totally without warning. The Soviets were aware of the offensive capabilities, it was just that they were he- withheld from the American people. Yeah. Uh, it was the whistleblower that uh, said, hey, you know, this is not in our interest. And I did it after specific request of reagan's own joint chiefs of staff after i had retired they called me into the pentagon and said bob you've got to help us there's a gag order we can't say anything we can't write anything without it being censored by the white house you retired in time they have no legal hold on you got to warn the congress and the american people about this military lunacy so and that's what you
0: did yeah and what was the repercussions of doing that though
1: bob Oh, well, I got uh, you know attempted bribes, attempted blackmail, death threats, uh, uh, CIA and FBI harassment, uh, uh, three IRS audits in two years, you know, all that kind of stuff. But uh, we succeeded uh, in keeping weapons out of space and in preventing World War III. And then, uh, you know, I sort of thought everything was all over, and of course it came back with George W. Bush. Uh, the uh And a lot of the same people came back that were involved in it uh, the first time around yeah. with Ra- and pulling Reagan's strings uh, in an attempt to get a uh, preventive war uh against the Soviet Union. but uh, these people uh, Rumsfeld and Wolfowitz and Richard Pearl and Prince of Darkness, you know all of those folks came back with george w. Bush Dick Cheney and uh, so. Uh, They were pushing again for uh, Preventive war in other words war of aggression. So 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 Bob so Bob Afghanistan and Iraq.
0: Yeah, so Bob with the uh, the Star Wars program that you worked on Do you believe they just scrapped it and and got rid of it or or do you think it continued secretively? Is there a secret and is there a secret space program in your opinion?
1: Oh, absolutely and uh, uh, it was put on the back burner after Reagan but uh, it never uh, went, uh, went away and still hasn't.
0: So again, is there a secret space program as such? I mean, and if so, what do you think they've got now?
1: Well, they're still trying to develop bits and pieces and every once in a while we hear about tests, but uh, I don't believe there are Star Wars weapons in space. Uh, last I heard from my friends in the Pentagon, uh, before they died off or retired, um, we hadn't made an awful lot of actual progress in, uh, in coming up with something that made any military sense. Uh, sure, we can put things up there that have offensive capabilities, but uh, as far as providing any kind of defense, Against a massive ballistic missile attack, no, it never was in the cards.
0: But don't you think, though, that secrets uh, are, are basically compartmentalized? So just because you spoke to your friends at the Pentagon, I mean, there there may be other levels that know more.
1: Right. Well, you know, the, my friends at the Pentagon included the head of the SDI program. You know, people that took o- over after I retired, and. Uh, I knew most of what was going on. I had uh, very high clearances. But uh, nonetheless, uh, it's my firm belief that uh, uh, a lot of the possible things uh, haven't been done. And uh, most of the things that the public are tweaked with are are not possible things. Yeah, uh, the idea of a space bomber, uh, that's very possible still. Uh, if, whether.
0: Well, how dangerous would that be? I mean, let me ask you. I mean, how dangerous are weapons in space, would you say?
1: Well, I think weapons in space are very dangerous, uh, particularly because you know, we still have potential enemies in the world, and we don't want to get into a, a nuke throwing contest with them. And uh, space bombers uh, are—they're provocative. Yeah, and I don't think we ought to be going in that direction.
0: And you know, is there any sort of um, well? Let me ask you: Does it go against international law, really, to have these sort of um, uh, secret space programs, you know, being still pushed ahead?
1: Well, when it gets to the point of actually developing and deploying systems, yes, that is against international law. Uh, although we withdrew from the ABM treaty, we are still a uh, party to the Outer Space Treaty, uh, which prohibits weapons in, of mass destruction in space. Uh, the administration, of course, will argue that these are not weapons of mass destruction, they're weapons of pinpoint destruction, which is something that we tried to, uh, outlaw in 1982 in the second U.N. conference on outer space, uh, I uh, had a a, a uh, one-day panel over there with Arthur C. Clarke and a number of people, and we developed uh, treaties to plug the holes in the outer space treaty. But uh, much of what has been going on uh, would indeed be against international law if we actually deployed the systems.
0: So obviously, NASA is now moving over to a lot more sort of robotic, uh, you know, uh, space planes. Um, Can you tell us much about the sort of unmanned space planes and and, and how sort of far ahead they are?
1: Well, as we've seen recently, they still haven't uh, solved all the aerodynamic problems of hypersonic flight at uh, high Mach numbers, Mach number fifteen, and so forth. They still don't understand the aerodynamics enough to be able to control these vehicles. Uh, They'll fly, they can make them go fast, but they they can't uh, keep them going straight. They'll uh, start fluttering and yawing and then simply spin up and disintegrate.
0: So is it true that sort of, you know, 80 percent of the space program uh, is still under DARPA and the Pentagon?
1: Well, I don't know what the percentages are now, but uh, uh, certainly uh, there's an awful lot of money being, being spent there, and it, it's being spent on behalf of uh, American empire. You know, after World War II, um, the British sort of lost their empire, and, and we took it over, and we found a different way of doing it. Uh, it's probably a little smarter because we don't have to, to pay, we're not responsible for Iraq. We're not responsible for Afghanistan. Those people aren't American subjects. Uh, but yet uh, we, uh, we get all the benefits. We're able to exploit their resources and yeah. their labor and all of that, just as if they were a, a legal colony. But uh, this empire has cost us dearly in, uh, in young people, young men and women in the armed forces, In uh, trillions of dollars, the Iraq war uh, has already cost uh, three trillion dollars when you uh, take into account the uh, uh, cost of caring for the disabled veterans created in that war.
0: So, I mean, what do you see as the economic status of the US right now and its space program?
1: Well, I'm a big supporter of the civilian space program and I think NASA ought to be getting more money for the kind of spacecraft that JPL are working on. Uh, And uh, for a manned space program, uh, I I think it was a shame that they retired the shuttle before having something to take its place. There should have been a a natural progression from one to the other. But uh, I'm very leery about uh, the Pentagon side of the space program, uh, because it is aggressive and we already have several wars of aggression going on, uh, which, by the way, of course, violate international law. And uh, our government, both parties, don't seem to care much about international law. And of course our partners across the pond, you guys in, in the United Kingdom, uh, are, are partners in these endeavors and are in violation of international law right along with us.
0: Is there a message you'd like to give to the audience, Dr Bob Bowman?
1: Sure. Uh, We in the United States, and you in Great Britain as well, we need governments that will serve the people, and that can only be done if we have a government that is open, truthful, and follows our founding principles, whether it's the Constitution or the Magna Carta. Well,
0: Dr. Bob Bowman, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: You're quite welcome.
0: Stay tuned, as after the break, we'll have a performance from singer-songwriter Jack Hobbs. Visit themoreshow.co.uk forward slash shop to purchase products and services from your favourite past guests. If you're new to this site, you can also
1: catch up on the previous television and radio shows through YouTube and the More Show website.